Hey everyone, and welcome to another really special Talking Sound episode. We have Cash with us. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Any, any time. And for those of you who don't know Cash, which is you know probably most of you, you were you were a client of mine. We worked in bedtime a while back, and then you uh, we connected again. You joined one of our uh, small group discussions, and I think it was really more for like you know kind of refreshing your ideas because you were already like had you know very very nice understanding, etc. Uh, you know, when I spoke to you recently, but that said, so glad we get to share your story. So, uh, without further ado, what, um, how did it all start? How did you start having trouble sleeping cash? Yeah. Um, when, when I was, when I was younger, um, in high school, I had to get up early. Um, and I didn't like it and I, I, I did sports as well. So I, I always promised myself I would, when I, when I got out of high school, I'd sleep in all the time and I did. I had a job where I was uh, be able to able to control that, and my sleep was awesome. And a year ago, almost exactly, um, there was a lot going on. I was having uh, my daughter was leaving, um, and for college, and we were doing a huge renovation, and we were getting on a trip to Hawaii, and it was just kind of hectic, busy, and my sleep started to get um off so i started to panic thinking i've got this big trip coming on and i've never really had problems before so i didn't think much of it and i, I went to the doctor and they said here try this um this pill i didn't even know really what it was and then i started kind of getting concerned about well i don't i don't want a pill i've never needed a pill and that kind of caused i guess the insomnia um and then I realized, you know, my sleep started getting really bad and it, you know, it just kind of turned into a fear of what if I don't sleep and I, I like to get a lot done every day. And that, that was really what started it. And then I found um, a book that, that I started reading. I liked it and I started doing this program and it was, it was a lot of work and that started to make me nervous. Like I, I don't, I've never had to work with for sleep before. Why am I having to do all these things? And ironically enough, the person who was doing the training for this, they, they said they heard about your book and they're like, I haven't even finished it, but I really liked it. And I was a little hesitant because I'm like, I can't deal with more information. And I did. And it was the best thing I ever did because I, I really connected with the information that you were giving. Um, there was no, it just made sense. Um, you know, it was something that my brain was, was, I learned the fear and I can unlearn the fear. And that made sense to me. Now, what was hard was it wasn't instantly happening. And that's where the struggle happened. And over the course of the year, I had, you know, some terrible nights. Um, and what, what was interesting, I, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm spiritual with, with, the, with the Bible and, and I, there was a scripture that kept coming up, um, you know, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind in Timothy. And I didn't feel any of those. I didn't feel power. I didn't feel love. I didn't feel a sound mind. It was, it was, it was really hard because I went from like, my life was great to total disruption. I felt like I had zero control. 
And um, I was I was afraid I was never going to feel normal again. And that's, I think, honestly, what caused everything. And once I realized that, wait a minute, um, never having a sound mind or love or power or control, that's not truth. And, and when I realized that, I started thinking about other people's fears, like, like people's fears of flying or, um, you know, whatever heights. And, you know, to me, those seem silly because they're not a fear. And then I started realizing, wait a minute, if you asked me about the sleep fear a year ago, I would be like, that's, that's silly. Uh, why would that be a fear for anybody? So then I realized truly everything, you know, everything, all the education that you gave uh, throughout your examples in your book really started to resonate even more because I realized all that's happening is my brain um, is disconnected with what is a real threat and what is not a threat. So then I, I finally realized that um, if I'm just confused, I just need to give myself more patience, more time and stop focusing on sleep. Um, with, with sports, I always tell my kids we're big into baseball and softball. And when, when they're not getting hits, they get really mad and that's a result and you can't control the result. So, so I always tell them you, you practice, you work hard, you do all of the nutritional exercise, working out and, and practice, and then the result will happen by itself. And that, that really resonated with me. I, I'm telling them these things in the middle of my sleep struggles. And then I'm realizing, wait a minute, that that's the same thing. Sleep is just a result that you don't control. And if I focus on um, calming my fear, which is the real problem, then it gave me less pressure on the sleep. Right. So, so once I started to stop focusing on sleep and the pressure and the other thing I realized was, you know, over the years, I've learned that your conscious mind is immediate and your unconscious mind is delayed. And our, with my conscious mind, I'm like, hey, look, I have I'm not afraid. Everything is good. Um, I should be sleeping great. But my conscious mind is delayed. So when I started implementing the patience part, that's when it just started to fade and I stopped I just stopped calculating or focusing on the sleep and the result and knowing that, hey, with a little bit of faith and patience and time, the sleep will come back because then my fear will start to to disappear. And, and that's really the story. And, you know, it's obviously longer than I wanted. <laughs> I was hoping this would, would go a little bit quicker. Um, but but really, I just. I have so much appreciation for you taking the time because there is so much false information out there about sleep and, and about a lot of things. So you have to be super careful on knowing what is truth. And, and as you go through your process, you, you really clear out, you know, the effort and the work and you stop focusing on the result, which is sleep. And that the end result will happen if you focus on the other things, which is, hey, it, it's the fear. So in, anyway, that, that's kind of my story. And, you know, even now, um, at first I was so worried, hey, I'm sleeping well. 
what happens if I, I relapse or go back? And, and that took a little bit of time. And I just kept telling myself that, you know, that that's just part of the healing process. That's part of my brain letting go of this threat. And now if I wake up in the middle of the night or I don't fall asleep right away, um, I, it's just not a big deal. And, and that's really what's eliminated my fear. So that, that's, that's, it's been a, a wild journey, but boy, I'm, I'm so glad I found your program so I could understand the truth. Cause once you know the truth, it's just a matter of time and patience. hundred percent. That's, you know, I, I see it exactly the same way. Some people tell me, I, I just, this just randomly came to my mind. Some people tell me like, Hey, Daniel, like once you've seen like what insomnia can be like, it's like, you can't unsee that, which is true. But on the flip side, when you see like how you can leave that struggle, you, you also can't unsee that. It's like when you've seen the truth, you can't unsee it. It, it, it will lead you where you want to be. So it just came to my mind there. But um, thanks for sharing. Like, you know, you gave a very nice overview of your of this year, like this this uh, this story. Uh, but if we go back a little bit and and, um, and uh, there are some details that could I think could could be helpful for our community to, to know a little bit more about, which is that when this when this you know, it started with like the move and other things. You went to the doctor, they, they gave you medication that wasn't helpful. And you, things started getting a little bit more, there was a little bit more struggle when, when you were like in the thick of it, when this was really starting to bother you, what were your nights like? Was it kind of like, you know, you didn't sleep at all some nights or was it more like the, you never felt refreshed or what was it like? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, some of the darkest moments were when, you know, I, I think you do sleep even though you don't feel like it, but you know, there were times when I, there were days when I, I don't think I slept or I didn't feel like I slept or maybe maybe a half an hour. Um, and that's when it got scary because you start to go to the worst case scenarios. And that that's what was so strange is like people would talk about not sleeping well. And I literally what I did was I would fall asleep around midnight and I, I whatever time it was, I would just set my clock for eight hours. And, and it was just clockwork and I never even thought about it. And I remember my brother talking to me about sleep and I'm like, honestly, you just need to not care. And that was well before I even knew what a problem with sleep was ever like. And, and I was right. I just didn't know how right I was. But yeah, some days were, you know, I never had a problem falling asleep. And then... I started waking up early and that's what caused it. And I'm like, man, I, I was telling myself I'm going to have a, a crappy day because I'm going to be tired. And that wasn't actually true, but that's what I was telling myself. And then, then it just started spiraling and it's like, oh no, what if I get even less than this? And then it's like, then I stopped falling asleep. And so it was like, almost like, I, I was afraid of, of just the night because it was like, I didn't know how it was going to go. And, and, and then I finally started letting go and I was able to fall asleep right away, but I started waking up in the middle of the night and I was afraid of not falling back asleep or, and that's kind of was, has been the struggle. And then, then ironically enough, I'd go like on a trip and I'd be like, you know, who cares? And then I'd sleep really well. And then I, you know, it started resonating with, okay, 
everything Dr. Erickson is saying is accurate. So I just have to give myself time to truly believe it. So I had to believe it in my conscious mind, which you can look in the mirror and tell yourself you believe it, but you, you know if you don't actually believe it. And then once you finally do believe it, you have to give yourself your, your unconscious mind time to catch up. Um, and that, that was actually the hardest part for me because I, I literally did believe that, hey, nothing was going to be a problem if I didn't sleep. I, I actually could go without sleep for days and weeks and I wouldn't die or have any, you know, I'd be tired. Um, so I, I, I finally believed it in my conscious mind. It was, it was my unconscious mind that took some time. And that's when, like, it was hard because I had to truly be okay with if I woke up, uh, if I fell back asleep, great. If I didn't fall back asleep, it's just not a big deal. And once I finally did that for falling asleep, then I realized, okay, if I can do that for falling asleep and I never have a problem falling asleep now because I truly believe that and I gave myself patience, to, then I can do it with um, waking up early. And um, so, so yeah, so I, I had, you know, over the course of the year, days where there was no sleep, days where there was good sleep. And then there's days are, there was good sleep and I was still, still super tired. And, and that was, you know, it was, it was frustrating. Um, but like you always say, it, insomnia has nothing to do with my trip to, to on vacation or my daughter leaving or the renovation. It, it was, um, you know, it's my reaction to not sleeping, which is the true issue. And when I shifted everything to the fear and not sleep, that's when you just take off the pressure. And, and, and like anything, it's like whether it's school or sports or work, it's like when you take off the pressure, you perform so much better. Uh, it's just really hard to do that. So, so that, that's the goal. I, that, that's the secret that I found that you taught was eliminating the pressure. And again, you don't tell yourself, hey, I'm going to eliminate the pressure. And then tomorrow the pressure has gone. You have to believe it first and then eventually let your unconscious mind believe it and 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 it works yeah yeah very nicely said and you were there are like these two points you brought up that i just want to highlight one is the very very common question i get all the time which is like hey daniel like i understand everything cognitively but like it doesn't seep into my subconscious like what am i what do i do you know i i, I don't know what to practically do with the, the conscious like the conscious knowledge i have and then my reply is just like yours that it's it just takes some time before like what we know consciously seeps into the subconscious so it is about letting some time pass there it's it's kind of this mysterious process that we don't have control over but it happens thanks to our understanding and then the other point which is so interesting is like you said it's not just sleep it's like really everything happens easier when we're not pushing ourselves and and your analogy with sports is so nice because we see these athletes that that they clearly train so much. They put a lot of effort into excelling in their sport. But at the same time, there is this elemental letting go. Because if somebody is like, I don't know, like Michael Jordan is going to take a shot. And he's thinking, if I miss this shot, that means I'm terrible. That means I'm worthless. That means I'm never going to make another shot. Th then they're attached to the outcome and they're not going to do well. But if it's like, I'm going to do my best to take this shot. But if I miss it, that's okay. 
it, that is kind of that balance is so tricky because we all want to sleep, but it's when we are like we attach to that. We're like, if I don't sleep, this means this and this and that. That's that's tricky. So this this kind of balance that you pointed out so nicely. And I want to now I want to switch to a little bit of a different subject. But I remember you said something that really resonated with me when we were in that group call, and several people have told me, "Hey, Daniel, like after I've had this like um, struggle with sleep, I have a whole different appreciation for people who have." you know, it struggles with anxiety or other things like that. And you you once mentioned, like, I I, I, I will serve some humble pie, you said, and I was smiling at that expression. But can you speak a little bit more on that? Yeah. So so my my wife is amazing. And she, she has an autoimmune disease. And I, I actually kind of wish that I had this struggle earlier in my life because I, I didn't have empathy. Um, you, you know, you think you have empathy until you actually learn what empathy is. And then you realize I didn't have empathy. And, um, I have a total different understanding. Like when I was at my deepest struggle with sleep, you know, you start going down all sorts of avenues of, uh, am I losing my mind? Am am I, am I going to be able to function and, and even work or, take care of my kids or my, you know, all these things and doubts creep in. And I started to, to think about other people's lives and, and how they were living or doing certain things. And, and it, it gave me a total different appreciation of people's struggles. And like, you know, they're, they're, they're invisible struggles. It's easy to see someone who has a, uh, an outward issue or, or problem. But, but most people have, you know, invisible struggles. You know, the, people would look at my wife and, and think, man, she has the easiest life. She's so lucky. And uh, look at all these things she can do. They have no idea what happens behind the scenes when she is um, really sick or or when she was struggling with her back surgery. So um, I definitely, you know, for me personally, I felt like um, I felt like I was uh, uh, empathetic. And, and compassion, and I, I wasn't, uh, not to the extent that I needed. And, and this gave me a whole different light on appreciating other people's struggles and just appreciating, you know, w- we all need to help each other uh, throughout this life. And, and, and sometimes you're down and uh, others can lift you up and do the same thing. When, when you're up, you can lift others um, up. So that, that, that was probably the greatest and best lesson that I've learning I'm continuing to learn is just uh, appreciating other people's struggles um, because you don't fully appreciate it until you're really struggling. Yeah, that's so well said. And uh, what you said about invisible struggles, I think that's so true. Like we we often, you know, we often have this idea that like we see other people and then we, we project that, oh, they're, they're probably like very, life is very easy for them, but we have no clue all of us have these inner struggles to some degree, right? And can learn from each other and help each other in so many ways. Well said. And I want to ask you um, a, a question that, <clears throat> you know, a question that comes up a lot is like how, people often ask like, how can you function when you're going through the struggle and you're barely sleeping? And and for you, like in terms of like parenting, work, other obligations you had, uh, you know, what did that look like for you? That was, it was hard because when I was struggling, I also realized I definitely wasn't 
there as much for my wife when she needed me. Um, so that was almost like a double heart. It was like, here, she's helping me so much. Like she stepped up and helped so much. And that was hard for me because I'm like, man, I, I should have done better for her when when she was struggling and our kids were little and I was kind of oblivious and I was focused on my work. And um, but but really, you know, going back with life, um, if, if we don't have these hard struggles, you, you just don't get stronger. I, I you know, I, I love exercise and fitness and the only way to get stronger is to tear down your muscles and you feel super weak when you tear those down, but then they rebuild stronger. And, you know, when, when you're at your, your, your deepest struggle here with sleep, you know, it really just goes back to self-positive talk. I, there, there's several comments you've made and others who said, just be kind to yourself. And at first I thought that was kind of silly. I'm like, I don't want to be kind of myself. I'm struggling and that's not what I need, but that is what you need, right? Um, we're typically always doing better than we think. And, um, you know, the doubts I feel are coming from Satan, right? And, and whether you believe in God or a higher being, um, that, that was the biggest thing was the, the positive um, self-talk and, and just the faith in a higher being. And, and when I started relying on that, that shifted my, um, my, again, my focus from my issue to the real root. And that, that's the biggest thing that, that you helped me understand is, for, and, and if I didn't know your program, I would be still, I, I would be probably as in my worst state because I would be focused on the wrong things. And when you're focused on the wrong things, you can't actually fix it, right? Like when you focus on your symptoms, but you don't actually fix the real issue of your health, you're just, you're, you're in a wild goose chase. Um, so, so that's, that's really, it, it was the positive self-talk and it was, you know, thinking about fears that I don't have and how silly they are. And then, but they're real to those people. And until those people confront them and help train their brain to realize they're not a real threat and give it time and patience, they'll always have that fear. And what, what's nice is like, you, you, there was, there's one time where I'm like, I'm getting better. I'm there. I just assumed I was going to coast off to the sunset. And then I would just kind of go back. And I, I was using the word setback but really it wasn't a setback. It was more of a speed bump. And, and with that, at first that those scared me because it was like, Oh my gosh, I I'm, I'm there. And now I'm not. So it's like, is this going to be just the never ending struggle? But, but you said a few things that were super important was when, when you have those struggles and you go back and then you overcome them, it's just more proof for your brain that you're on your way. So when I started actually almost not looking forward to them, but almost like, hey, when's my next one? That just proves that I can do it again. And I was stretching myself where it's like, I never had a problem traveling, but all of a sudden I was worried about, well, traveling and my sleep with travel. 
And then I, I started realizing, you know what, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to take that leap of faith and I'm going to do the hardest things around sleep. I'm, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go do, you know, uncomfortable sleeping situations because that will train my brain even quicker that this is not a threat. And it was hard. It, it was really hard. And then I would do it and I'm like, hey, look, I'm alive. I'm doing fine. And then that, that just slowly got, got my brain to realize, hey, look, this is just like back in the day when I didn't even worry about sleep. Like it's not a, a true threat. Um, so, so that was the main thing is the positive self-talk and actually uh, not trying to protect yourself from the scary things, but actually chase them, go after them. That's harder you know, said than done. But when, when I did it, then it became easier and easier. Well, well said. Super nicely said. I just want to ask you maybe maybe one or maybe two things, more things. But one of them is, um, you know, if you could, you know, go back in time and tell yourself something when you started, you know, when 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 this was a real struggle, and you, and you, if you can, could go back in time and tell yourself something, what what would you pick? Yeah, that that's a good question. Um, I, honestly, I, I would I would um, I would I would quickly have found your program. And, and read the education. And, and you think about it, you think about almost any problem in life is actually truth. It's education, which is interesting. So, so like this, this lesson has been much more than just sleep for me. It's, it's like anything, it's any fear being a claustrophobic or, or, you know, whatever, whatever your fear could be. And um, so, what I would tell myself is similar to what others say is you, you, you gotta be patient with the process and be kind to yourself. You know, the last thing you need to do is be searching or knocking yourself for not doing what you want. Um, and, and I, I would, I would definitely focus uh, not on sleep, which is super hard because um, you know, my wife, you know, and I joke about when, when, when there's a, a problem, I, I just, I like to fix things. Right. And, and she just wants me to listen and I've, I've, I'm getting better at that, but, but that's the problem with me is I just wanted to quickly fix this. And that was the control that was actually causing the biggest problem. So, so I would go back and, and tell myself that sleep is not the problem. It's, the fear of not sleeping. So my focus needs to shift to how can I teach my brain that things are okay and that, that the fear uh, is is a false threat and and let go of sleep completely. Easier said than done, but but being kind, following the education and just being patient and, and having that leap of faith, doing that thing where it's like one day I was struggling and I find them like, I'm, I'm tired of this. I, I'm actually going to make uh, I'm going to do every scary thing with sleep. I'm going to do every scary thing with sleep. And as I did more and more, it just teaches your brain that this in fact is not a threat. Um, so that, those, are, those are some of the things I would have. That's, that's amazing. Well said. And, and I, you mentioned uh, just maybe finally here, you mentioned you did some like things that were scary. Was that like traveling, staying in different places or were, what were those things that you had like maybe avoided that you were like, let me do them. Yeah. It, it's almost, um, you almost need to do the opposite of what you think. Uh, when, when, when you're, you know, when, when you're struggling with insomnia, 
you almost do the opposite of what you think. And that's the right thing. Um, because you're so protective, trying to make it so comfortable, trying to make it safe. And that's only triggering your brain to think, okay, this is a threat. And um, so, so yeah, so every time I would, I would, um, I would go to travel every time I would think about, you know, if you know, we, we do a lot of baseball trips and family trips and it's like, I was starting to real, I was starting to make excuses to not, to not do them. And I started realizing that and recognizing is probably the first important thing. If you don't recognize it, you can't fix it. So, so I recognized, okay, I'm trying to protect myself. So what I'm going to do is the opposite. I'm, I'm going to go on actually more trips and I'm going to sleep in more uncomfortable situations. Uh, and I'm, you know, if, if the, my door is open and, and the light comes in, I'm going to, I'm going to, instead of shutting, I'm going to open it and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of any kind of effort and environment. And, and in fact, I'm going to add unnecessary ones just to prove a point. And, um, it, it helped. It, it worked because it, it just, your brain is not trying to do this. It, like, it's not trying to work against you. And, and we had some good conversations with, um, you know, when I started to, to get better sleep, I, I fortunately, I hadn't, haven't ever really struggled with anxiety, but all of a sudden my brain started scanning for other threats. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what <laughs> I, I just am overcoming. Um, sleep and now I'm, I'm i'm worried about all sorts of weird things that that are silly and fortunately you taught me that that is actually normal and that's how your brain heals itself and you use the example of of the hurt finger or the burnt finger and that made total sense to me so as soon as i accepted that that really shortened um you know my expansion of any kind of fears and and now you know i i welcome my brain to scan. You know, I, I literally welcome my brain to scan because it's doing its job. And and now it's like disappeared any any kind of those uh unnecessary threats. Yeah. Wow. They brought up so many so many nice points, Cash. I, I wanna just say thank you. Thanks so much for being here, for sharing and uh and stay in touch. All right. Yeah, thank you. Anytime. Bye bye now.